Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. This is Middle Age and Mediocre. <laughs> I'm Cash. I'm Joel. You look surprised. I, yeah. This is episode 60. I thought we were just hanging out today. I didn't know we were going to record. No, I mean, it's, we do typically hang out with the mics right in front of our faces yeah. like this, so I guess like, you shouldn't have been tipped off. <laughs> no, we are recording. We're recording episode 60. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. That's we're a, back. Yeah been a week it's monday now yeah we're it's not late. saturday it's not saturday feels like sunday because i was off today oh, i took you? it off yeah you know you just took it off have a three-day weekend on my birthday said, weekend it. yeah so it's my birthday yeah i mean i didn't call off i don't do that i i, I had it scheduled off oh okay so it's been a day full of naps and i just got done eating bob evans in athens so i could fall asleep at any second like what's that bob evans like I've already taken, I've already had one nap since I had Bob Evans, but I feel like there's another one just right around the corner. When did you have time? If you just ate, not too long. There's always time for a nap. Did you nap on the way back when you're driving. <laughs> I got back and I had about an hour till I had to come over here. So you just power napped. Yeah, I just snuck about half hour nap in there. My second one of the day. You know. That's it. I can't do that. Oh if, yeah. If I nap, I'm basically done for the rest of the day. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> like I was on the way over here. I was like, wow, my brain is. That nap and hybrid yeah, all day, you know, it's just well, allegedly. Well, I mean, it is your birthday weekend. You yeah. deserve it. Uh-huh. Happy birthday. Thanks. 27 years old. Yep. Just, it's my guess by looking Fox, at it. Fox, 27. To go back to 27, I was still a virgin at 27. Double? No, that'd be yeah. 50-something. <laughs> I'm a 42. 42. 42. So, you know, you're Woo. you're hitting the quota for this podcast. Uh-huh. You're taking the reins on one part of it. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> I'm trying I'll, to build up to mediocre. I'll be, I'll be mediocre. Right now, I'm just awful. I'm god-awful. You know, but if I could get to mediocre, that'd be good. You'll get there one day. Just Thanks. keep trying. Thanks. I mean, I don't know if that Cleveland hat. They're getting better. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, happy birthday, and yeah. you kind of celebrated by having a comedy show. Kind of. Friday, the I day that before. Was, was that the day before? Yeah. yeah, day before. I had two comedy shows outside, 90 degree weather. Dose. Dose. So that was cool, having produced a show in over two years, so I did two. Seems like it went well. Yeah, they, they, they want to keep doing them. Yeah. So, Hopefully yeah, more people, there are going to be more people at the next one. And Did you I'm tell like, them like to get less fancy food? They're going to do where you don't have to... You can either, they'll promote it as you can buy a ticket or if you, you know, get food, it's free. Okay. But their food was smelled really good and looked really I'm good. I'm sure it was good, but like when I went to look at the menu, I was yeah. like, eh, this is all seems It's like 30 bucks for a big appetizer, yeah. dessert, and everything. Like, I, get a piece and pizza. Like, I just want to see some dudes talk about their dicks and jerking off. That's it. That's I wanna, all. I just want to jerk off at a comedy <laughs> show or just talk about their dicks. That's all I want. But it was a cool spot outside, but it was hotter than fuck. Was it? Yeah, luckily by the second show, it cooled off to like 85. Yeah, pretty. It was fucking warm that night. Yeah. I was up. I went to my dad's and ended up hanging around there for a while. But it did get fucking warm. But everyone had a good time. The comics had a good time. The stickers were hit. I brought you some stickers. You brought me some stickers. Yeah. Now I know you want more. 
but I only gave you two. Okay, I gave you I gave you a big juicy pea and a little juicy pea. I got I got <laughs> the juiciest peas over here, big and small juicy pea. But they were hit. I did the, you know, high joked about how I was trying to get GCP. GCP. But I say it with that thuggery, you know, that GCP. You do. So it kind of sounds like GCP. So now. Wah, wah, wah. And I got all these stickers that say GCP. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. That oh, that's five dollars each. I got to know. They put it on my tab. We'll trade them for the Vader. We're good. I'll just put my tab. <laughs> we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll get together later. But I have another show September 3rd already. That's going to be the first Friday of every month. And this uh, coming Friday, or this coming show, I'll have Luke Capasso and Wyatt Lutz. All right. So it's going to be... Uh, was Wyatt the same dude that was with Luke? No, that was uh, Ranson yeah. Carr or something like that. Yeah, Ranson. This is another fella. Okay. He has a mullet. I've never met him, but Luke is bringing him, and I trust Luke. Yeah, Luke's great. So yeah. he's, I'm sure he doesn't won't bring some piece of shit. Yeah, him. some unfunny motherfucker. Some piece of shit that likes sloppy steaks. <laughs> A real piece of shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, first Friday every month at so the Busy Bee. Busy Bee in Marietta, Ohio. Yeah, come get your juicy pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a comedy show. Thanks. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I tried to get people to say mean things to you, and I think only a couple people did. Yep. But really they know. Wanted, they really know that I want to be told that I did a good job. Really wanted meaner. <laughs> I was really wanting some really mean things. Uh-huh. But I'll do that myself. Yeah, as you can <laughs> say, I mean, you, so, just, you both stopped texting me mean things. Yes, I, I got to do all the goddamn things. You made me cry right? yesterday. Yeah, well, you deserved it. It was your birthday, <laughs> and you can cry if you want to. Yeah. So, uh, so before we get too into the episode, which we do have a murder story for you today. Cool. We're back to... We're going to do some news stories, and then we got murder for you. Awesome. So I almost researched a story. I was so badly wanting to hear a murder story. You almost. I almost thought about researching a story. Oh, yeah. You started to I started to think about it. I was like, no, I don't need that kind of thoughts in my head. But it would be cool to go back to a murder story, and here we are. But you do it randomly once, and I'm going to be like, well, Joel's capable. (laughs) So... I want you to expect nothing yeah, out of me. So you're setting expectations low. That's smart. That's smart. Oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't blame That's you. That's how me. I live my life. Uh, before you get too into it, I uh, wanted to say a couple things real quick. Uh, one, uh, rest in peace, Bobby uh, Eaton. Yeah. Uh, beautiful Bobby. Alabama Jam. Alabama Jam. Uh, one of the absolute most genuinely nice human beings that yeah. was ever in professional wrestling. Like Professional wrestling does not deserve that guy. Yeah, uh, I've I, I was fortunate enough to meet him a couple of times. Always the nicest human being. I never met him, but I grew up watching him, and I yeah. grew up liking him. Always one of my favorites. I always respect, even when he was like the bad guy. You know, right. you just you knew he was gonna put on a good match. Never looked like, uh, like a you know like a yeah. main eventer, <laughs> but he could work his fucking ass off. It's funny that he was beautiful, Bobby. <laughs> he had a really uh, there was a he had a. Main event title match against Ric Flair. Yeah, two out three falls. Won the first fall. Uh, Jim Hurd was the booker or the promoter at the time. Uh-huh. Flair was the booker, though. Flair booked himself in that match and put Bobby in the And Hurd was pissed off. So Flair just booked it again, like another time. Because everybody loved Bobby. Yeah, I heard uh, Goldberg wanted him to end his streak. Goldberg, yeah, wanted him to end his streak. he helped him so much at the beginning of his career and yeah. stuff. So, like, he's maybe the probably one of the only guys from that era but I think everyone universally is like, oh, yeah, that was a great yeah, dude. he's a good guy. So, yeah, rest in peace him. And then, uh, if you haven't watched it yet, and if you have, I don't know if you have it or not, do you have Apple TV? Nope. 
Anybody out there has Apple TV, watch Ted Lasso. It's got Jason Sudeikis. Okay, I know what it is. Yeah, he's like a coach. He's soccer coach. Is a soccer that? coach. Okay. He's a. No, I think he's. Did he die? No. Okay. His character is a Nebraska college football coach, I believe. I believe it's Nebraska, and he gets hired on to be a football coach over in uh, the UK. Oh, but it's soccer. And he has no idea how the rules work or anything uh-huh. like that. No idea about the sport. It's one of the best shows I've ever watched in my life. You got Apple TV then? I, yeah, because I got a phone. Yeah. I got a free year. Okay, cool. I'll hook you up with the. I mean, you already had me hooked up with the Peacock and the Amazon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's generally like... Like, I think you can claim me on your taxes now. (laughs) I'm going to. I'm a dependent. (laughs) I'm going to. Uh, Yeah, it's... Like, I I tweeted the other day that it should be shown in schools. Yeah. Like, it's such a good... Like, you don't have to give a shit about soccer. Football, like, it... Like well, that's, that's good. That's just there because uh-huh. I don't like it. I don't understand it. Yeah. So, but you don't have to. You are Ted Lasso. It. I am Ted Lasso. Okay. Uh, but it's just like people being honest with each other and like just handling problems like you should instead yeah. of like the dumb TV trope where nobody ever says what's really happening. So it's just a constant series of miscommunications and hijinks. I like all those. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a great show. If you haven't watched it, that's what I've been watching. All right. It and on the same app. I've been watching American Pickers. I know you have, man. <laughs> Every time I got a peacock, there it is. You're burning through it. Have you heard about them? American Pickers? Yeah. I've heard a thing or two. Do they still have uh, Frank's not on the show anymore. About, They're feuding. What about Frank? Danielle? I, I don't know if Danny's Danny, on there or Danny. not. But I know Frank and Mike How are feuding. Because I don't get to watch the most current They're episodes. Feuding. Frank hasn't been on the show. He had back surgery then the pandemic, and they started the new season without him. And he came out, and he said that, like, Mike's a liar, and he never even contacted him after his surgery. You know, like, this is worse than my parents' divorce. He's American picking a fight. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> That's what he's doing. They're going to make me choose. Who, I wanna... who are you going to choose? Frank. Oh, Frank? A little fatty, yeah. Okay, okay I was going to say, which I kind of assumed Frank was the little fatty. I don't yeah. know why, but what's the other guy's Frank name? Frank Fritz, and that's uh, Mike Wolf. Yeah, Mike. He's the guy who is the business, and... I know a guy named Michael Wolf. Is it? Is it from American I Pickers? A, I don't think he's an American I got, picker. I, I got a thing. I got bone to pick with him. He's an American. I don't know if he's a picker. Uh, American nitpicker, as I like to say. certificate for that? But I watch that show a lot. I know you do. Yep. <laughs> Every time I get a Peacock, there it is. Uh, you do you, though, man. You do you. I don't really use Peacock, so yeah. it's basically there for you. Thanks. Uh, I watch wrestling pay-per-view sometimes. Yeah, that's long. about what I do. But I was watching some Smoky Mountain wrestling on there. Man, it's so week. hard to find shit now, though. Yeah, like, it's, the WWE app on there is bad. I don't understand why they didn't just transfer that entire yeah. app over. Yeah. You should be in charge of it. I keep trying. They won't fucking answer my phone calls or respond to my emails. Keep getting messages, things I'm blocked. Uh, yeah, I, every time I go on there, though, I look for something to watch, and like, unless I want to watch The Office, there's just not a whole like I, I'm not a big American Pickers yeah. fan. So. Okay, I've been waiting for you to stop. Like, like, have you seen American Pickers? Yeah, so I mean, maybe it'll get better, but they don't have very many. Like, I don't know if they have any good original shows. Nah. Well, they got the one with. Uh, take that back. They got the one. Take it back. Uh, can't remember who the main guy is, but he's like a. Ah, fuck. Sounds really good. It must not be that great. It was good when I watched it, but I can't even think of everybody in it now. So, All right, well, let's get into some news. Yeah. You want to hear some news? I do. All right. First up, remember we just talked the other day about, uh, I think it was two episodes ago, 
I think I've seen this. Mario 64. Yep. So you saw this? Mario beat it again. The original Mario. Two so million. Already broke the record. Yep. Uh, Super Mario game sells for two million dollars. So this is from August 6th from UPI.com. Did someone get it for my birthday? <laughs> Not me. And maybe they haven't got gave it to me yet? <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for you like, pull it off from underneath the desk. <laughs> I had $2 million, and I thought, you know what would be good? Uh, a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System sold for $2 million. Now, I wonder if it's Mario Brothers or the Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. Well, I guess it probably wouldn't be sealed. No, I saw was... the picture. It's just okay. the Mario Brothers. Okay. Uh, could remember how like it came with Duck Hunt, like yeah, it was both two in one did. game. Or you, or you got that janky one that came with. Mine was the Mario, Duck Hunt, and uh, the Olympic track or whatever. It was, oh yeah. Where you had to use the 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 mat. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I got that one. Cool. And I think that I used one, that, that was one like of the first ones. Yeah. Like barely responded, and <laughs> you could play actual games with it too. Uh huh. Like you didn't have to just do. You could use it for pretty much any game, yeah. but it just didn't really work that well. Yeah, it wasn't as fun as sitting there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it just broke the record that was set less than a month earlier. Uh, collectibles investment website Rally announced a new inbox copy of the 1985 video game was purchased by an anonymous buyer for $2 million. So anonymous. So <laughs> Don't put my name out there. Could be somebody. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, breaking a record that was set in July when a copy of Mario 64 sold for $1.56 million. The Super Mario 64 game was sold just two days after the previous record amount. 870000 was paid for a copy of 1987's Nintendo, The Legend of Zelda. So this is like just back to back yeah. to back. I spent $3 on uh, Grand Theft Auto. $3? Yeah, for did PS2. That, did that break a record? No one seemed to say anything at the time when I bought it. So you're not sure? <laughs> I'm not sure. Because I think you get a certificate. But I just wanted to put that out there, that I did buy a game for $3. So if anyone knows, if that's the record, <laughs> let us know. That. What, it has the book. Which which one was it? San Andreas, I think. That might be the record, because yeah. they put out millions and millions of copies of that. <laughs> millions and millions. I looked like, it up, it's worth about three bucks. Yeah, I have a copy, actually. So but, you I'll know, sell you mine for I have one. I have one. Yeah, but now you know too. <laughs> you can get one cheap. There's not very person. much meat left on that bone. There's not. <laughs> There's mine's no got, meat. Mine's got the if I get a bone, it. it's got to be meaty. All yeah, right. Do you have the map in yours? No, I don't have mine the map. Oh. Mine's probably worth like six. Yeah. So. There's a lot of meat on that bone. <laughs> That's a meaty bone. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this is probably, they're saying this is probably going to be a trend going forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, just game after game uh -huh. being more expensive. So. I fucking nerds. Like, what do you do with this, though? I know. Like, I have some, you know, you've been to my house. I have a lot of shit on display. But, like, I don't know what I would do with a $2 million video. You're, like, you're obviously not going to play it. I guess you just hold on to it and sell it. No, because you can get a just a, a cartridge for Mario yeah. for, like, a... Or just cents, so play it online. Or just play it online. Yeah. Like, I'm sure now it's probably if you go to, like... I can play it on my Switch right now. Well, not right now. I didn't bring it with me, but... <laughs> but uh, I have the Nintendo, like, thing downloaded on my Switch, and it has the Mario game on there. So, you know, this dude is a sucker. And it's really cool, because on the saying. Switch, you can, like, rewind when you die. Mm -hmm, so you never lose. Never lose. I didn't, like... Who kept it that long? Though? Yeah. Who's just had it laying around? I, I feel like there's just, like, they get left, like, knocked off a shelf or something. and Like, it's been back behind a shelf uh -huh. somewhere the whole time? I, I, 
I watch a lot of YouTube videos of old retro toys and video games, and there'll be one where, like, oh, a guy, you know, his grandma got it for him for Christmas, but he was in between, you know, his moms, his dads, his other grandparents, yeah. and he just got taken upstairs to the attic, and, you know, 30 years later, someone's cleaning out the attic, and they're like, oh, look, I have, it was actually the, uh, attorney a playset for he-man they had okay. a boxed one which i mean out of the box goes for a thousand bucks or something you know right but like that's exactly what they said happened with that one it just the grandparents gave it to him for christmas you know he left the next day or whatever just never got around to opening it they put it up in the attic and there it sat why, why did i can't run? imagine someone 30 years ago just keeping a mario game be like this is gonna be worth money in 30 years yeah it's gotta be where just it got Place somewhere and just forgotten why about. Why did that ever happen to me? Like, I don't why know. couldn't I get things in the attic? Have you looked around here? Your room's a little messy. Maybe you got something here. I might. <laughs> I mean, I, did, I need to dig back through my comics. Uh huh. And see what all is in there. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff, man. Now's the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you like, know? I would love to get my comics graded, so I could sell them. But Jesus Christ, is expensive. Yeah. So, like, I don't even know how you would. They say the big thing too, like if you have the sealed games, a lot of people are getting them like graded now. And yeah. Not well, you I definitely don't have that. I do have. I think I got a few boxes of old toys at my grandpa's uh-huh. in the garage, up in the attic. But I'm pretty positive there's snakes all throughout that attic. I'll fight the snakes. So I keep thinking about just going up there in the winter. <laughs> uh huh. But then I'm like, eh, it could be warm up there. Though. There could be like, that one <laughs> snake. That one snake. It's like, I don't give a fuck how cold it is. I'll kill you. Up here, I'll bite your fucking yeah. neck off. I have a happy day record sealed. No, oh, happy days. <laughs> happy days. Yeah, I, I said happy day. <laughs> well, so that's probably worth a few Five dollars. bucks, I think. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on. This story yeah. is fucking insane. Uh, 450,000 bees were removed from inside the walls of a Pennsylvania home. 400, someone counted them? 450, I don't know how you, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, one, two. I'm assuming they have, like, a way to estimate. Yeah, okay. So this uh, August 3rd from UPI. A couple who recently purchased a Pennsylvania farmhouse said they had to pay $12,000 to have 450,000 bees removed from inside the walls. How much money did they pay? 12000 bucks. How much is that per bee? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. second, we can figure it out. 450000 What's the going rate, dude? 12000 So that is $37.50 per bee. Wow. Those are expensive bees. Fuck yeah. Uh, Sam Weaver said she and her husband, a woman named Sam. What? <laughs> Is that the story? (laughs) Oh, that's in the story, no. Uh, Bought the 1872 farmhouse in Skippick without conducting an inspection because they had been searching for a home in the area and wanted to move quickly when they saw the house on the market. This is the most ridiculous, coming up is the most ridiculous part. Uh, Weaver said they bought the house in the winter, so the bees weren't active at that time. This is, on the seller's disclosure, it said, bees in wall. (laughs) And that it was... And that was it. And I think this is uh, Sam talking. And I think because, one, we didn't see them, and, two, we were just so floored that we actually found land in the school district that was in our price range that I really didn't ask any questions about those bees. (laughs) (laughs) If you go to buy a house, and in the thing it says bees in wall, I'm going to ask some questions. Well, these are in the wall. Like, are there four bees in the wall? Can they come out of the wall? (laughs) Like, do you know, like... Yeah. What kind of bees? Yeah. Are these friendly bees? <laughs> Are these ghosts of bees? Uh, she says, I didn't, think it would that be, I didn't think it would be that big of an issue. 
I mean, it, the B movie, she probably liked it, so she was like, how bad it. could what it be? Weird movie. How bad could it be, is what she says. That's what she says. Sure, it says out the contract, but how bad can it be? Oh, because they're bees. Yep. I get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it took me a minute or two, because I, I didn't think to add the extra E. So, B. Uh, she says, it didn't even cross her mind, but when spring arrived, that's when we started to see them. The Weavers hired Alan Latanzi a general contractor and professional beekeeper to get rid of the insects in the wall. Uh, he had actually been to the house four years earlier, but the previous owner decided she couldn't afford the cost for removal and just decided to leave the bees <laughs> there. Uh, the beekeeper said he removed an estimated 450,000 bees comprising three colonies from the wall of the home. Uh, he said the bees appear to have been living inside the house for about 35 years. Damn! The Weavers said the total cost of the bee removal and reconstruction on damaged parts of the home were about $12,000. And Latanzi said the bee colonies have new homes at Yerkes Honey Farm, where he keeps his own bees in man-made hives. He's going to keep making money out of this. He made money getting yeah. them out of the house, yeah. and now they're going to make honey for him. He's going to have that honey money. Imagine 450,000 bees. That's a lot. I feel like the whole house was just vibrating uh, at one point. Buzzing. That's the buzz. That's... That's like the Candyman movie, too. Weren't mm-hmm. there bees in that? Fucking bees. Fucking bees. I got stung by a bee in my mouth. Oh. When I was a kid. Uh-huh. I was always out of my grandma's Were you trying garage. to eat it? No, I was picking up. I was, I was like, they always told me not to do this. Yeah. I always ran around. They had pop cans sitting around. Uh-huh. A little bit of pop, I'd grab them. Drinking. They always told me not to, but I was always like, fuck you, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I grabbed one one day. Went to drink it, and as I, yeah, I, I still have a scar, and it's on my mouth. Yeah. Got me good. Got you real good. Got me real good. Maybe you should listen to your grandpa then. Probably. Yeah. Probably, but I didn't. So I also used to constantly, because three or four people that always hung out, my dad, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of my grandpa's friends, they all spit tobacco. Oh, Like that should have no. That should have taught me. But now I can't drink after people, so I think that's it. Those two things combined. Oh, yeah, I never drink after anybody. Uh, and now COVID, probably. That's gross as shit, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay, last story. Okay. Last news story. Uh, a, and I don't know why we keep doing snake stories all of a sudden. That's our new thing. It is. <laughs> We've had snake stories. Almost every... A string of them, yep. yeah. So, a six-foot, extremely venomous cobra... <laughs> extremely is, venomous! ...is on the loose in Dallas. Oh, it's loose. It's loose. Oh, shit. So, this is from August 7th. From... Someone tell Tony Romo. <laughs> I don't think he's a... Just because he's from... De- you know what? We're going to move on. <laughs> uh, this is from whiskeyriff.com. Uh, so, earlier this summer, a highly venomous spitting cobra busted loose from its enclosure and put North Carolina on high alert. Well, now that snake was caught pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, the owner of the snake faced 40 misdemeanor charges, though, for mishandling of the snake. But now we've got a highly... Look, you got to handle your snake correctly. you got to handle it, man. Especially if it's spitting. If it's spitting. <laughs> Hold on tight. <laughs> Even if misdemeanor does like it. Uh, but now there's a highly venomous cobra on the loose in Texas. According to the Dallas Fuck. Morning News... Check your shitters. Uh, on Tuesday evening, a resident of Grand Prairie, Texas, reported that his pet... His pet... We ought to, we all got to quit having his very super poisonous... super poisonous pets... Yes. Uh, a West African banded forest cobra sounds poisonous <laughs> as shit. Uh, had escaped its enclosure. Probably and has a stupid the name. They probably call it like Fluffy or something. <laughs> you know. I like it says that it, it fled the scene. <laughs> a 
all I could see is it having like a little cake, like a little suitcase. Yeah. Was, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, the, the owner had apologized to his neighbors for putting them on edge. He says, uh, I did make a mistake and I feel very sorry for the community. <laughs> uh, and then he said, Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. uh, he said he left to go get food for my other animals down the street. And I came back and the cage door was open by an inch. She must have found a way to open it up, rootin' tootin' snake. We didn't say that last part. <laughs> oh, that's so open. Rootin' uh, tootin'? I said fluffy! I said fluffy! Get back here! Uh, both the owner and animal services searched the inside of the home high and low, as well as the immediate vicinity surrounding the home, but no luck uh, locating it. A bite from this particular species of cobra uh-huh. is considered highly lethal. To humans. It's one of the most highly lethal snakes in the world. Why doesn't everybody have one? Then? I don't know. Yeah. You know, and you should definitely leave the door to where the Sure, if you're gonna have one, at least half ass it. <laughs> yes. Ass it. The owner did <laughs> the have the snake had to crawl over seven loaded handguns <laughs> to get out laying on the floor. Uh, the owner did have the proper permits to own the snake. Uh, but that does little to help bring back the snake. <laughs> uh, local hospitals have also been alerted to get protocols and anti-venom in place. Um, traps are being set in the area, and residents in the area are taking extra steps to snake-proof their homes. How does uh, the motherfucker snake-proof your home? They said they're filling any cracks or holes oh. in, their, in their home. <laughs> hey, if you need help with those cracks or holes, you holler at your boy! They're trying to keep snakes away. Yeah. Because right? so, I got a snake that spits really far. Well, all right. <laughs> now we know that. God, what about your pets and stuff? And this, that's that's kind of scary. Yeah, like I feel like this snake is going to wreak fucking havoc. Maybe you shouldn't get a poisonous. They hear me out. Okay, I'm listening. Sure, you can. Right. You can. It's my God-given right. Yeah, but Fourth, why? Fourth Amendment. What's the what's Fourth what's Amendment? What's the best that's gonna happen compared to what's the worst gonna happen? Uh, Fourth and Ninth Amendment. <laughs> Those are snake amendments. Everybody knows Everybody those. Everybody knows snake amendments. Don't come to Texas and tell me not to have a highly poisonous snake. Oh, you, oh you liberal cuck. <laughs> oh, Sorry, you. Snowflake. Me and Fluffy go way back. Yeah. He killed my pappy. <laughs> but, I, but he earned my respect that day. <laughs> but he earned my respect. <laughs> my pappy was a son of a bitch. All right. Well, that's all the news stories. I hear you got a big surprise. I do. All right. This might. I don't know how this, well this will translate to. Uh, I'm excited. To, to I don't know what's going on. You're positioning things. I went to a yard sale Saturday. Okay. And like some days you don't expect it, but like your life changes. Went to a yard sale Saturday night. Yep, yep. So I got something okay. that I've been doing and practicing. Okay. And I think I'm gonna try to go pro with. You're gonna this. shoot me in the head. <laughs> I'm gonna try to go pro with this. Are you speed stacking? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. I got to get. Well, I've been watching the YouTube videos, and there's little kids that do this really fast. All right. So All right. we are recording the podcast right now. Joel oh. has two stacks of speed stack cups. And it does have the tray where you tap it to stop the timer, but I need a new battery. He even had a little bag for it. Oh, yeah. I'm pro. He is a pro. It's got a little girl's name on it because I bought it at the yard sale. Say Heidi Ho. Heidi. Heidi Ho. Yeah. Heidi Ho. So what's the what, what's the goal here? What are we so doing? you gotta stack them 
And then unstack them. And then unstack them. And I, I just like do the... Tra- this is the traditional. If you watch the video, sometimes they do three, five, three. There's 12 cups total. Sometimes you stack nine. All right, there's different ways to do it. But I'm old school with it. I just learned. I feel like since you right. start, you need to move the mic. Okay, yeah. I'm going to... All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. And you can just comment about what's happening. Yeah, oh, I will. So, Joel is getting ready to start this. He said, here we go. Uh, first stack's coming out. Oh, we got multiple stacks now. We got 12 stacks. We got eight, nine stacks. Things are dropping. Stacks oh, are dropping. We're rolling. And Man, I got, just, boom. I don't know if that's good or bad. I have no clue. I have no frame of reference for this. But he is going. He's going. There we go. Look at that. That's beautiful. Stack them back up. Stack them back up. Boom. Yeah, that was the fastest cup stack in this room ever, though. That's a fact. That I did it. He did it. All right, man. I'm gonna get better. All right, we're going again. One last I'm one here. Get better. Here we go. Boom. He's stacking. Oh, He's restacking. Oh, dropping. I'm Cups done. are dropping. But that's well, it. You saw the man. You saw what he can do. That's that's what I'm dedicating my life to now. You saw what he's capable of. All right. I used to be known for stand-up comedy. But now I'm going to be known for stacking cups. For stand down, stack down com- yeah. cups city. And go like ahead and Google thing. that sometime on YouTube. Watch it. They show you, like, there's kids that do what I just do in, like, 1.5 seconds. My brain can't keep up no, with it. my brain and my hands don't work together <laughs> like that. Well, I mean, that was fun. Yeah. I hope you get really good at it. I'm go- that, it's, I don't know if I can get much better than that. I'm going to keep practicing. You know, I might be able to improve little play, little bits here and there. I really do want you to start going to open mics <laughs> and don't tell anyone. <laughs> and just go up, set up a little table, uh-huh. and then just present your cups. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to start taking them everywhere. Like, instead of being on my phone places, I'm just going to bring up my just cups and boom, stack boom, them. Boom, 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 boom. Waiting for my food at a restaurant, yeah, I can stack some cups. <laughs> they can try. All right. This is America. There's no anti-stacking rules. <laughs> I don't see any signs about non-stacking. <laughs> All right, well, I'm impressed. Call her, be impressed. I'm going to have to try that. Here was that right. a good surprise? That was a good surprise. <laughs> okay, I good. was When you had the little bag and I couldn't tell what it said, uh-huh. I was getting a little worried that this was the end. It was a spitting snake. Mostly I was going to be annoyed that there was no way to post this if you shot me in the head. <laughs> so... All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we got the story of uh, Randall Woodfield, the I-5 killer. Cool. <laughs> Not right up. Still stacking. We're still stacking over here. I tried my hand at it. I'm not very good, but I gave Joel the secret tip. Yep, you you helped me. I, I deduced the the method. Don't give it away. I'm not. Okay. I'm just saying. I learned the trick real quick, but I just can't. My hands and my brain don't work together anymore. That's why I could never play an instrument. That's why you got to try. My brain's got to say things. My hands. My hands are like fuck there you. There was two brain. sets. I should have got you a set. Yeah. Well, now that you brought up the second set, I feel. Well, just kind of. I can't remember exactly where the house is. So let's just start breaking let's into every house, house in the neighborhood. Break into them That'll and work. looking for. We'll start. We'll start next door. Okay. Uh, like, we'll start I'm going to start in that Vader. There might be a... <laughs> you got to leave the Vader alone, man. He doesn't have the stack cups. Uh, I'm not going to say things. I'm just going to point. Yeah. But I want to start with that house over there. Uh-huh. Because I'm just as annoyed with the signs they have up still <laughs> as I was with the guy at the end of the street with the Trump sign. So let's rob him. So I, I want to start with them. Okay. I, it's just as annoying. Yeah, take it down. That it's the other guy. Yeah. Like... He's not setting the world on fire. No, he's not. Yeah. I mean, he's he's probably dead. Uh, we we don't know, uh, but yeah. So we're back. Uh, we're 
we're we're gonna get into some murder. Speaking right. of death and yeah. murder. So like I said, were we? Oh yeah, because he might be dead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Just assuming we're typically talking about murder and dead people. So we're gonna talk about the story of Randall Woodfield, the football player who became a serial killer. Uh. So during his reign of terror up and down Interstate Five. Serial killer Randall Woodfield robbed, raped, and mercilessly murdered women. Uh, Some he knew, others were total strangers. He used various disguises. He stabbed, beat, and shot his unsuspecting victims before fleeing the scene every time. Damn. Normally it's one they stab or they shoot or they, you know. Yeah, but this guy was just, however he could get it done. Yeah. Uh, The former professional football player who was once drafted to play for the Green Bay Packers, ventured on a macabre and murderous road trip along the I-5, managing to evade capture for five whole months. Uh, However, his offending wasn't confined to this relatively short space of time. He had been exposing his depraved side long before this, each time slipping through the fingers of justice as his crimes escalated in brutality. Uh, He really didn't slip through the fingers of justice, the fingers of justice basically were like, you go ahead on. Yeah. <laughs> um, there wasn't a lot of slipping. Um, so, growing up, Woodfield gave no indication that he would grow to be a sexual deviant, let alone a serial murderer. Born in 1950, he came from a respectable home in Otter Rock, Oregon. Sounds like a delightful place. Otter Rock. Uh, growing up with his two older sisters in, a, uh, in the Pacific Coast community. Woodfield attended nearby Newport High School, excelling in sports. He played football, basketball, and ran track. It would be during these teen years that his penchant for indecent exposure and sexual harassment would rise to the surface. He was apprehended for exposing himself to some local girls on a bridge in town. Quite a few times. On a bridge? He would just sit on the bridge and be like, look at this thing. Yeah. Uh, He was known as a peeping Tom but suffered no repercussions for his behavior. Uh, in fact, incidents of indecent exposure were... Boys will be boys! That's exactly what was happening. Yep. Uh, also, because he was a good football player... Sure! Uh, yeah, his coach would help him keep those things quiet, and his juvenile record was expunged when he turned 18. But honestly, like he got sent to see a therapist uh, and the th- like when this was going on, uh-huh. and the therapist was... That's literally what the therapist said. Boys will be boys. Well, I don't really want to say anything about a boy yeah. just being a boy. Who doesn't want to look at a girl? <laughs> With his penis out. <laughs> flapping it around on a bridge. Just flapping in the wind. Uh, so after graduating in 1969. 69? <laughs> Was this whole story just for that that's joke? It, that's you the got thing. me. Oh, 69. I got you good. Oh, fuck. for it. Uh, anyways, real story. Okay. Woodford went on to, uh, attend college in Ontario, Ontario, Oregon, which I didn't know Oregon had his own Ontario. Wow, yeah. Is Oregon in Canada? Uh, it's basically the American Canada. Well, Canada is not real, so. So maybe. It's the. So Oregon is Canada? It is the Canada, Canada. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Okay. I think. Back to what we know. Oregon, well, maybe, maybe just Portland is now just a hellscape. Yeah. Of violence. So I don't know cool. if that's all of Oregon. Go Blazers. <laughs> Go Blazers. <laughs> uh, you're going to fuck up Damian Lillard. Uh, it was here his behavior escalated to violence, and he was arrested for ransacking the apartment of an ex-girlfriend. Due to lack of evidence, though, he had, he faced no repercussions whatsoever. With the illusion of being an unstoppable propelling, or the illusion of him being unstoppable, his actions were only going to escalate further, and they did. 
Uh, Woodfield transferred to Portland University, where he played for the Vikings. P.U. As a wide receiver. They're the Skunks. The, the, Wood, the Portland University Vikings. Oh, it should be the Skunks. P.U.V. The P.U. Skunks. Oh, because P.U. Because it stinks. It stinks. And uh-huh. Skunks are smelly. You got it. I get where you're going with it. Uh... It was the summer of 69. Here he ironically became an active member of the group Campus Crusade for Christ. Oh. A religious guy going on to murder <laughs> a lot of people? Huh? Never heard of that before. With uh, depressed sexual feelings? <laughs> Never heard of that. That describes no one I've ever heard of. Uh, he didn't seem to do a good job of blending in anywhere, however. His teammates would describe him as someone who didn't fit in with the rest of the players. Uh, with an ex-teammate saying he'd say out-of-the-blue, off-the-wall statements. So uh, I was reading through a Sports Illustrated article about this guy, and it seemed like he was two different people, depending on who you talk to. Like, he was either that kind of guy who uh-huh. just said weird shit and seemed off, or he was, like, this happy-go-lucky dude that just wanted to hang out with everybody. So, like, I don't know if it depended on that person's perspective. Or what, but, like, some people were shocked. The more, he, the more someone was around them. Yeah. You know, teammates, he might let his guard down a little more. And, and I think, honestly, he tried to, like, be more, like, the happy-go-lucky guy around coaches. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was, like, to keep himself protected, kind of. Uh, but the odd feelings that his peers had about him would be proven to be right. During his tenure at uh, Portland State University, he was arrested a number of times for in- indecent exposure. Out of these arrests, he was twice convicted for exposing himself to female passerbys. Um, so as well as being remembered as a bit strange by his peers, he was also remembered as an average... What was the hope there? That, like, a girl going to be like, hey, hey, Yeah, well, I guess i got to <laughs> fuck you now. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Look what, at that uh, dick. Uh, it's just the he gets he gets the sexual gratification. He gets the jollies of somebody seeing his, yeah. his snake. Yes. Uh, so those who played with him were surprised that he got drafted by the Green Bay Packers in 1974. Good job, Packers. Way to way to <laughs> research your people you draft. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. This was if he was would have been arrested five times, maybe some flags. But got also, up. like back in the 70s, like uh-huh. it's not like they had extensive background checks yeah. and shit like that. You know, um, his former teammate Scott Saxton said that uh, Scotty the Rocket, Scotty the Rocket Saxton. He said that Woodfield did not like contact. Uh, they were shocked that he got drafted. Like, he just did not like to get hit. <laughs> I mean, he's always funny where he's like, I'm not much of the tackling type or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. he says. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he was drafted by the Packers at number 428 in the 17th round. <laughs> and he doesn't like to get hit. <laughs> he doesn't like to get hit. He was offered a, this is amazing. Remember, it's 1970. 17th round. How much do you think he was offered uh like for a one-year contract, five hundred dollars. Oh wow! Okay, you're going real low. Uh, he was offered a one-year contract to serve as a. His title was a skilled football player, <laughs> for sixteen thousand dollars. All right. Uh, the deal came with bonuses, an extra two thousand if he got twenty-five passes, uh, and then an extra three thousand if he got thirty. His contract also stipulated stipulated that he keep himself in peak condition. Uh, avoid consorting with gamblers and wear a coat and necktie in public places. Those are the rules. Okay. He signed immediately. Always wear a condom. <laughs> Always wear a Jimmy hat. <laughs> uh, the money enabled him to quit his job at Portland area Burger Chef. They walk in. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Here's my dick. I'm a Packer. Here's my dick. 
Sixteen thousand dollars. No one touched me. Sixteen thousand dollars for a year. Uh, in July, he was among the rookies who competed against the Bears in a scrimmage at Lambeau Field. Uh, the he was interviewed by the press, and he said that he's pretty excited. I'm just real thankful for the opportunity. Here's my dick. Here's my penis. He survived early cuts and reported to friends in Portland that he was uh, doing very well and felt like he was where he belonged. The Packers thought otherwise. They, <laughs> they released Woodfield on August 19th, 1974. But he had a contract. <laughs> he had that as a skilled football player. Yeah. Uh, it was before the season began. He would later contend that his uh, prospects were hindered because Green Bay was stressing a run game that season. So they really, mm. he was basically a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, he was fast, I guess. Uh, police would contend that the team had other reasons for doing it. Uh, the Packers officially declined to comment for the story. Rather than return to Oregon, Woodfield remained in Wisconsin, settling an hour and a half west in Oshkosh. So maybe he was Brett Favre in it before Brett Favre. Brett Favre. It did. does. It is some Brett Favre behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Just That's your where dick Brett Favre to got it from. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he played for the semi-pro football team, the Manitowoc Chiefs, and mo- uh, moonlighted as a press break operator. If the Manitowoc part of that sounds familiar, <laughs> uh, you know where that. You know why that's Manitowoc. Manitowoc, Wisconsin. No. So that is where the dude from Making a Murderer was at. Oh, yeah. I do, yeah. Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery, yep. Yeah. They were in Manitowoc. I seen it. Something in the water there. You got to get a burn barrel. In the Manitowoc water. Yeah, he got a burn barrel. Yeah, you uh, need a burn barrel. Uh, while he would have preferred to spend his Sundays at Lambeau, he reckoned that playing on Saturdays nearby for the Chiefs, maybe the Packers execs, the Manitowoc Chiefs, uh, the Packers execs would notice him and reconsider their decision. After the season, though, he was dropped by the Manitowoc Chiefs. Uh, no reason was given publicly. Uh, however, the, there were rumors that the team had off-field concerns, and while there are no public arrest records for him in Wisconsin, a detective would later learn that he was involved in at least 10 cases of indecent exposure damn. across the state. Uh, as one Wisconsin law enforcement officer recalls years later, Woodfield just couldn't keep the thing in his pants. Couldn't keep that gosh darn thing. I know. Them boys. Uh, by multiple accounts, he was devastated by being cut. Uh, and it was deeply hurt was the phrase the Orga- Oregonian would later use. And curiously, Woodfield acted as if he knew there would be no more invitations from other teams. Uh, he basically gave up the dream of being a pro football player, drove back to the West Coast, and his behavior escalated from being a peeping Tom to victimizing women in even more horrific ways. He took to holding women at knife point and forcing them to perform oral sex on him while robbing them, which is pretty unique for a serial killer to also rob somebody. Yeah. Usually they'll take some shit as like a souvenir. That's how he's starting. Right. He's robbing. Then he's probably going to. Portland law enforcement was worried about the number of sex attacks occurring in the area. They're like, look, there's been more than three. Yeah. We've got to start doing something. Yeah, it's it's time. Three is the limit. (laughs) Uh, So they were getting worried, and they set up a sting operation in the local park with an undercover female officer. Uh, Woodfield, the constant sex offender, fell into the trap without much effort from police and was arrested. While in custody, he told the police that he had sexual problems, impulse control problems, and was addicted to steroids. He pleaded guilty to reduce charges of second-degree robbery and was sentenced to 10 years behind bars in the Oregon State Penitentiary. Ooh. This was in 75. 
He didn't even serve half the sentence, though. He earned parole after four years. And he was totally reformed? Uh, it says unreformed. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Unrepentant and still harboring a lust for control and power over women, he was now free to resume his hobbies. Only this time, he upped the stakes. He was released from prison just in time to attend his 10-year high school reunion. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, did he lie about it there? <laughs> did he? Now, last I heard you were drafted by the NFL. What happened after that? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shed my dick to a bunch more people. Little you still doing that? Oh, oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. Not on bridges anymore, though. I don't need the bridge now. Went to jail. Uh, didn't have to do all 10 years, though. Just four. Just four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they somehow, they for some reason trusted me. Uh, so yeah, it was where he. Well, how would he get? Why would they invite him to the reunion? Yeah, uh, he re- yeah like don't. I would assume they keep up with people, right? Yeah. Like, and they're like, we don't want the. I mean, because he would probably be something, some little bit famous in his town, making the NFL. Yeah. And they're like, we don't want the sex pest. Yeah, and uh, we, he was like that in high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at his high school reunion, he reconnected with his former classmate, uh, Sherry Ayers. And in October 1980, she was found raped. Brutally stabbed and bludgeoned to death in Ugh. her Portland apartment. Uh, her murder is considered the first in a five-month crime spree. Usually somebody you know. That's mm-hmm. how they start. In which Woodfield would murder seven women up and down Interstate 5. Uh, however, some believe his murders are likely six times that number. Damn. And that he may have committed up to 60 rapes. So, a month later, Darcy Fix and Doug Altic, Altic were shot to death in their Portland home. Uh, they were they were killed execution style with a 32 revolver. Uh, Doug or Darcy knew Woodfield. She had been formerly involved with one of his closest friends, but the police had no evidence to suggest that Randy was the killer. Uh, Woodfield wasn't just confined to rape and murder. Well, back then their evidence was catching the killer yeah. there. Yeah, like is he here? He's not. <laughs> we don't know then. Could have been anybody. If somebody shows up and says they did it, we got him. Yeah. Until then, uh, we are at all. At I was like, we was all in together, but yeah, but still, you but don't still, know. You know, we put out a thing saying, "Hey, if you did this, <laughs> yeah. please come and talk to us." But I, they, they usually don't fall for they it. They don't. <laughs> so we're working on new ways to come up with things, but right now this is what we got. Uh, so now he was also committing multiple armed robberies uh, by picking out small businesses along the I five. Convenience stores, ice cream parlors, and gas stations were all at the mercy of this man. Um, he would hold the staff at gunpoint while he sexually assaulted the female staff. Just, just a hell of a dude. Yeah. Um, the nature Multitasker. Of, multitasker, yes. Uh, the nature of his crimes meant that there was always witnesses to describe the attacker. He was around six feet tall, had a mop of brown curly hair and dark eyes. Uh, however, Woodfield would always throw a red herring into the mix. Sometimes... He would wear a bandage or some athletic tape over the bridge of his nose. So, you know, soup like Superman. <laughs> I, I mean, sure, that guy looks kind of familiar, but he's got that tape over his nose. Yeah. So it's not, that, it's not Randy Woodfield. Uh, so he knocked. Um, I don't think, I think I just heard something. But, uh, other times, he would sport a fake beard or pull. It's Randy, he's out there. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, I mean, neither of us are ladies. Go away, please. Uh, other times, he sported a fake beard or pulled a hoodie up over his head to conceal, conceal his features. I, f- I feel like the beard and the hoodies are a little better disguised than just. I mean, this guy's a master. Tape disguise, over the really. nose. Uh, in December of 1980, uh, the I-5 bandit, as he was dubbed by the press, held up a gas station in Vancouver, Washington. 
So Washington has a Vancouver. What the Canada's so going Canada's on? Canada's not real. It's just the upper. They're just like, are we ripping off of them? Or are they ripping off of us? Well, that's our next. We're going to find that All out. All right. We'll figure we that out. Get to the bottom. <laughs> uh, and when he did that, he was wearing a fake beard. Uh, just four nights later in Eugene, Oregon, the same bearded man raided an ice cream parlor. Then on December 14th, he robbed a drive-in restaurant in Albany. So an ice cream parlor, I just can't imagine there's that much money. Yeah. To rob from an ice cream parlor. Unless there was this, like... That's a, cold. A lady that he wanted to... Yeah. That's yeah, it's, cold. It's chilling, really. <laughs> oh, do that. Yeah. Uh, a mere week later... He likes to sprinkle those in. The ice cream parlors. <laughs> Man, you know, if only his <laughs> sex life, if he just was vanilla. You know what I mean? <laughs> that wasn't very good. <laughs> no. Well, you know, whatever. I don't you know. it off. <laughs> okay, I think we're done with that. Uh... I can't think so. I'm trying to make vice cream puns. Uh, a mere week later, in Seattle, the gunman trapped a waitress in the restaurant, the restroom of a restaurant. That's very hard to okay. say. Uh, try to say that real quick. Trapped a, ro- a waitress in the restroom of a restaurant. I don't want to. Okay. Uh, and sexually assaulted her. Uh, minutes after this, grinning underneath his pretend beard, he ran. I don't know why they added that part. He ransacked another ice cream parlor and took off with cash in hand. Maybe ice cream parlors were big back at like. What happened to him at an ice cream parlor? I feel like there's a backstory there. Yeah. There. Uh, he asked for a double scoop and only got a single scoop. And I mean that will, doesn't make it right. That will do it though. Like that will say. Yeah. It like off. if you're a psychopath like he is. Now I I would understand him robbing them uh-huh. for that kind of shit because come on. Yeah. But let's not hurt anybody. Like, yeah. I understand robbing. Sure. I asked for a double scoop. <laughs> yeah. And you fuckers gave me yeah. a scoop. You're just so. taking it from the business. You know, the man. Double? Like, what do you yeah. think that means? Yeah. Damn the man. But like, you, but, know, you know, the people, uh, you got to leave them alone. Yeah. We have, you know, we have morals here. Um, Woodfield's perversions never subsided for long. His attacks on women seemed relentless. In January of 1981, he snuck into an office building in Kaiser, Oregon. He was all over Oregon. Uh, prowling the corridors until he found his prey. Eventually, he came across Cher, uh, Shari, I think, or Sherry Hall, and Beth Wilmot, two 20-year-olds who worked in the building. Uh, he sexually assaulted both of them and then shot them both in the back of the Jesus. head. Uh, his attempt at silencing his witness wasn't as effective as he'd hoped, however. Hall died from a single bullet to her head, but Wilmot would go on to make sure her attacker didn't evade justice any longer. Uh... But not before he could add more victims to the ever-growing list. In February of '81, Donna Eckerd and her 14-year-old daughter were found slaughtered in their home at Mountain Gate, California. The tragic scene was discovered with mother and daughter together in bed, each shot several times in the head. Gah. Uh He had raped the—I don't know if he raped both, but he had raped the child. Uh, mere days later, a similar crime was reported from Eureka. Woodfield continued his sick road trip, holding up stores and sexually assaulting the clerks before he fled. Uh, Julie Reitz Reitz was a former girlfriend of Woodfield and on February 15th was shot and killed at her home in Oregon. This led the investigation to focus on Woodfield, but the police couldn't keep up with him. By by February 28th, he had struck three more times. Man. So this, like, yeah, the numbers they gave earlier, like, he definitely was, like, higher than they thought. Uh, They were just not... Equipped <laughs> the tracker yeah. to even. Uh, he was finally apprehended on March 3rd, 1981, and was subsequently interrogated. Two days later, his apartment was ther- thoroughly searched, 
And on March 7th, several victims picked him from a police lineup, including Beth Wilmot. So he didn't kill the two, both chicks that were One at the lived. office. Okay, yeah, that's good. Lived. Um, he thought he'd killed her with a bullet to the head. Uh, the case against. I wonder if he heard that he she lived, and that's why the mother and the daughter were like, multiple. Really, yeah, yeah. Golly. figuring he would definitely finish them off. Uh, the case against him gathered steam quickly. An abundance of incriminating evidence and indictments came rolling in from jurisdictions in Washington and Oregon. Uh, including multiple counts of murder, rape, sodomy, attempted kidnapping, and armed robbery. Uh, the Beaverton police chief, David, David Bishop, said of the killer's pattern, All of a sudden, it became obvious. It was a map of I-5. Woodfield was addicted to the phone. He made thousands of calls. He had girlfriends everywhere. Uh, despite zipping from crime to crime as quickly as he could, he always made time to stop and call his many girlfriends at nearby payphones. Because they didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> right. Uh, that would end up helping uh, trap him and tie him to the crime scene. Good. He was also. I hope this guy's dead. I mean, just finish your story. But <laughs> I hope he's dead. Uh, he was ultimately found guilty of Cherie Mur- Hall's murder, uh, the attempted murder of Beth Wilmot, as well as two counts of sodomy. Another 35 years were added to his sentence later that year when he was again convicted of sodomy and weapons charge for his attack on a woman in a restaurant bathroom. Uh. Advances in forensic technology would help to charge Woodfield in several more murders. In 2012, his DNA tied him to five more, of which he had been suspected but undicted. Uh, these included Darcy Fix and her boyfriend, as well as Donna Eckert and her daughter Janelle. And then he was also found guilty of the murder of Julie Wrights. Uh, while Woodfield tried to cover his tracks with disguises and erratic behavior... Like that nose tape. Like that nose tape. His crimes escalated rapidly, and he knew some of the victims, which marked him as a suspect. Ultimately, he wasn't as clever as he thought he was, though. And despite, they never are. No. <laughs> uh, despite never admitting to any of the crimes he committed, uh, overwhelming evidence and advances in, in DNA technology mean that he will never walk free again. He won't even admit to it after he's caught and just, you know, maybe he could help some families yeah. and be like, yeah, I mean, that person is dead and, you know. Yeah, let me see if he's dead. Um, and that story was from allthatsinteresting.com. If he's not dead, that could be our next episode. We can just go find just go him and kill, kill him. him. Yeah. Uh, I'll do something see. to get put in the jail that he's at. You can be my lawyer to make sure I lose the case. I like this. And I then like I'm it. put in the jail. And then I'm like, this is for middle-aged and mediocre. You son of a and bitch. And I stab him in the shower. Uh, I think he's still alive. He's in prison. Oh, let's go. Let me see. Um... I hope that the other inmates aren't treating him very well. Yeah, born he's, he's probably old as fuck now, but he's still. 70 years old. Yeah. Other inmates, if you're listening, just keep fucking with them. He's at Oregon State Penitentiary right now. Fuck that guy. So to all of our f- f- our fans at Oregon State Penitentiary, yeah. <laughs> uh, please kick Randall Woodfield right in the cock. Uh-huh. He doesn't like contact. <laughs> yeah, he hates it. So, But yeah, he's 70 years old. Uh, hopefully he'll be dead soon. I hope so. Um, yeah, so that's the story of uh, Randall Woodfield, the Green Bay Packer, former Green Bay Packer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's how I found the story by looking for. And they probably love to have their name associated with this guy. Probably. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, treat Aaron Rodgers better. So <laughs> <laughs> you deserve this. You brought this on yourselves, Packers. Uh, that's my head. That, man, that man's just you know your best fucking player, yep. the greatest of all time. But yeah, you be dicks about it. Way to be, way to waste the seventeenth. Oh, oh, Aaron Rodgers, not. Not Randall. Not, okay, yeah. No, Randall Rodgers was one of the greatest. Yeah, I know. Randall Woodfield, not, <laughs> not, not at all. Bottom, <laughs> bottom of the barrel, really. Yeah. 
but yeah, so that's uh, the story. We're yeah, that's a murder for you guys. Cool. Honestly, we quit doing the murder stories for a while. Yeah. Honestly, because I just lost interest in the for a little bit. Like I was just sick of fucking reading about murder, <laughs> bad and news, all and, that shit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, See, and I really missed it. So <laughs> what's that? I said I really missed it. Yeah. So you know, no, it's I'd... good to throw one in here. Sure. Time, yeah. So, um, there's been some people saying that they miss. That sort of thing. So we'll drop uh-huh. those in there. But I have more fun. We'll sprinkle them in. It's what? <laughs> are there even ice cream parlors anymore? Uh, they get the mall. Oh, they have like, a parlor. No, what, now, there's, a parlor? now there's Froyo. You mm. got the. You have to go to a Froyo place. Google the word parlor. Google it up. So do you like Froyo? I heard, yeah. One time you put all that shit in your Froyo, and it was like twenty bucks. That's right. I remember that story. That story. What was that one? Middle or uh, figure forecast? I think it was figure forecast. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that's they get you. They're like they put all those toppings out there. They have that toppings bar with just fucking everything. Yeah, that was the first time I ever went to one of those. <laughs> You're like, I'll some of this, some of this. You can't even have many options. <laughs> I'm gonna freak out and get all of it. You probably ate like a quarter of it. Oh yeah, fuck. I didn't <laughs> yeah. Uh, a parlor is a u- a room used. Primarily for conversation or the reception of guests. I have a parlor then. Yeah, I would say my record room is a parlor. So why do ice cream parlors get to be all special and fancy? I don't know. Anyways, speaking of ice cream. <laughs> this really triggered you, didn't it? Uh, yeah, so one of the things I'll talk about this, this is a fun topic. Uh, I went to the doctor. Uh-huh. And. You keep bragging about this doctor they, visit, man. They, uh, they, they did some lab work. Turns out I have diabetes. Which is the absolute worst disease to have because, like, if you tell people, and there's, you know, like, it's not that sad if you have type 2 because they don't have a lot of diabetes 5Ks. (laughs) It's basically (laughs) just, I like candy. Uh Like, so it's hard to, like, really justify it. But uh, I'm watching my shit and getting myself back in order. You need need me to watch your shit? Watch me, watch me shit. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Yeah. No, that's no, good. I saw your uh, your meal prepping. Yeah, meal prepping. Uh-huh. But, like, I just assumed, like, so I've, this is my third uh, primary care physician in a few years now. Uh-huh. And I just assumed, being a larger fella, that my other two doctors had been testing me for this. Because yeah. I would think they would. They are doctors. Yes. <laughs> they hadn't, best I can tell. Uh. So I think I've had this. So you have to take shots now, like no, insulin. It's, it's not, okay. I mean, I get retested. Yeah. To see if basically, if you lose a foot, can I have it? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Under any circumstances. I want it. Okay. It. Whether good. it's from this yeah. or just. I want it. Yeah, it's yours. I have a whole Foot Locker. I'll put it in. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a locker. <laughs> yeah. But. Get it. Uh, yeah. So no, I'm making. Some well, I'm glad you're. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're getting healthy. Uh, should be able to. I avoid all that shit. If something just doesn't feel good or is there a strange bump here or there, you know, I'm just like, all right, cool. See, I did for 30-some <laughs> years of my life, uh, and I was doing good then. Uh-huh. But then once I started going to the doctor, yeah, you, know, you don't know. go. I you, don't know if it's like. I don't think you should. If you're listening, my advice is not to go to the doctor. Yeah, I mean, just ever. I really can't argue with you there. I feel like it's easier for them to figure out what was wrong with you <laughs> after you're dead. gone than what's wrong with you currently. That's true. Yeah. It probably is. Just ignorant bliss, baby. There you go. Uh, yeah. I've never been healthier. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll see what goes on. But, yeah, I think, like, so, like, for the past seven years, eight uh-huh. years, that I've felt like absolute dog shit all the time. You may have been to diabetes. Yeah. So, 
maybe a whole new cache happening soon. I don't like it. I like you feeling like the shit. last part. Literally. I like keeping you under my thumb, just feeling awful. You know, and I'm kind of more. I feel like I'm more in control. We literally had this. <laughs> I had this exact same conversation with the other podcast. Oh they yeah. Said that they liked. They liked. They liked negative, miserable. Cash. Yeah. So I'm glad everyone <laughs> doesn't want me to be. Happy. No, I'm really, I want you. I want you to be a healthy, happy little fella. Yeah. But just lose a foot so I can have it. Right. Okay. I mean, I can. Get, does that have to be my foot? Can I just get you a foot? <laughs> I prefer. Because I can get you. A foot. I mean, if a rabbit's foot's lucky. What is your foot? I have no luck. Well, no, I did do pretty good this weekend. Yeah, see? Because uh, that foot. I'll get you a foot. Okay. It may not be mine, but I'll get you a foot. Okay. So, uh, if anybody has a foot out there for sale, just let me know. Uh, but, yeah, so I got the... Uh, oh, you got your tattoo? Got tattoo I hung out with you when you were getting your tattoo. You had a chance to do it. I know. Some of it. You cried a lot more than what I thought you would. Well, man, I mean... <laughs> I mean, just... He hadn't even tattooed yet. Hey, you were ain't crying. Nothing wrong, ain't nothing wrong with crying. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Ain't nothing wrong. You were really tough. You just sat there. You weren't. I was very tough. Like when I get tattooed, my foot's like the whole time. <laughs> my foot's like constantly doing that thing. You know where it's just. Oh, dude! I could go to sleep while getting a tattoo. Yeah. It's the best feeling. I was like, is he getting a tattoo? Is it really going like, on? I just drawing lines on yeah. the arm with a pen. You were you, you took it like a champ. I did after I got this done. I did think like, oh man, I should have had him just like take a pen and write the I Heart Cray Kill board. Oh. And then like after you left, I'd wipe it off. The next uh-huh. day, I'd be like, I don't know what happened, dude. <laughs> the ink didn't stick. It didn't take. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's I thought weird. The, the ray gun stuck. Yeah, it looks so, good though after it's healed. Yeah, I'll go back in soon. Get the uh, get the collar, put in the ray gun. Get the uh, wave, the sound waves uh-huh. around the lettering and the background. So you need to get the heart colored in red. Yeah, I will. Okay, I will. good. Uh, it does. So it says I heart Craig Kilborn. It uh-huh. does look a little serial killerish. Yeah, a little bit. So that's my handwriting. It does. Yep. <laughs> it does look a little <laughs> so, serial killerish. Yeah. But yeah, I've got a few. Like when you get him in a chokehold, he's gonna look down, and that'll be like right up underneath his chin, and he'll yeah. know that you're killing him, but you love him. But I love Craig. Yeah. You have to kill him because you love him so much. That's one reason. Yes. <laughs> I did wonder. So like, I've got it. The way I've got it is like. If like I'm looking, if, if, like I'm if looking you're checking the arm, time of your watch, it's always time yeah, to love. Craig I can Kilborn. see it, but do you think I should have got it the other way to where if like I'm like if it's laying like this? I think it's perfect. Just people like can that. read it. No, like this is good. I like it just like that. Yeah, I've had a few people ask because I want you to be able to look down and read it. I see it all the time. Now. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's a daily reminder. And every time you have to think of me, you're like, oh yeah. Now, so far, I've had. About a dozen people uh-huh. probably say like, "Hey, who? What's that say? What's that?" <laughs> uh, out of those twelve people, zero have known who Craig Kilborn. They was. probably just went out of the conversation. They're like, they, I, "Now I regret." They asking. initiated the conversation. Yeah, I know. So, they instantly regret asking. Well, that's their fault. They that's, have to stay. What do you thing. say? What do you? Who do I you say go, he is? I always go. Uh, do you know the Daily Show? Okay, and they usually go. Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, John Stewart. Like, yeah, John Stewart. They're like, yeah. So I was like, well, you don't know. I was like, Craig Kilborn hosted the first. I'm like, oh. And I was like, have you ever seen the movie Old School? They're like, oh yeah, Will Ferrell. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's Will Ferrell. He's in it. He doesn't share any scenes with Will Ferrell, but yeah, yeah. And they never it. remember that part either. So and Sports Center people. Probably he's don't the most really. forgettable human of all time. Uh, Craig Kilborn, if you're listening, I've got your name tattooed on me now. So I think I'm the only human being alive. I think you are with. Any Craig Kilborn related tattoo. Uh-huh. So, uh, call Guinness. Send me money? I don't know. <laughs> call Guinness. Come on, Craig. <laughs> Come on, I was Craig. I tag him on Twitter. He doesn't have a Twitter. Yeah. 
For this reason, he's... you have an Instagram. He has Instagram, right? I don't know if it's really him. I think it's That's just right. somebody. The... I, think I don't fan... believe he has an assistant. <laughs> I cannot. It's a fan account, I think. That doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> but I don't Unless know. you made it. <laughs> nope. Then there's no way. Because he only has one fan, and I'm looking at him. <laughs> it's me. And I know you don't know how to set up a real I don't Instagram know. and do all that stuff. I sat one up for my cat, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, it might be you, then. You might be the Craig Kilborn. <laughs> Born to what are you gonna what are you gonna get? Uh, born to Killborn. Yeah, born to Killborn. Yeah, Because yeah. uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket has Jack. Born to Kill. Yeah. So I like Born to Killborn. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, the guy gave you the kid that did the tattoo artist. Uh, I don't think he was serious. His name's Scotty. I think he would have let you. Really? Um, almost positive. I would have done it. I didn't think he was serious. Oh, oh I, yeah. I'm I thought almost... he was. I thought that's surely against some health code. You know what it might be, but I still think he might have Yeah, he's young enough. I'd have, whatever, I'd have been down. Cool. So, not now, though, because now, right. I'm, now it looks good. I don't want it to look good. Yeah. So. But, all right, you, you missed your chance. Sorry. Good killing me. Right Sorry, my life. All right, well, we'll be back next week. Will we? Uh, maybe. All right. Maybe, maybe. Uh, happy birthday again. Thank happy you. Late birthday. Thank you. Everybody go wish him a happy birthday on Twitter at yeah. the Joel MG. Yep. Uh, say mean us. things about me. I mean, say the meanest thing you can think of to him, uh, or you know, you can go to if you listen on Apple. After you give us that five star rating, you can go review and you can type in a mean thing about Joel. Oh yeah, that's also good. Just end it with, but seriously, Joel does great. <laughs> he's he's yeah, really good. He's the best. Yeah. So you know, let's really. keep it to the roast rules. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. Thank you guys. Uh, see you later. Bye. Watch, watch for snakes. Yeah. And bees. Good God, snake bees. <laughs> Bee snakes. <laughs>